0: Hello and welcome to This Week at Charlestown Road, a branch of the Heaven Bound podcast. My name is Jason Harden, I'm here with Roger Schaus, and this is where we reflect on the weekend that was... We dig a little deeper into our recent sermon to give you something to think about as this week unfolds, but also preview what's to come this next weekend at Charlestown Road. Roger, this past Sunday morning, you delivered a, a powerful lesson, I think a really important lesson for where we are in, in space and time. You took us back to the Old Testament prophet Ezekiel and emphasized, God is searching.
1: Yeah, it was a unique time back then. Uh, As we went through kind of the background of the book, we talked about how they were on the verge of being uh, taken over by Babylon. The wrath of God was coming upon them. Uh, There's a series that God goes through looking for somebody who's going to do what's right. He couldn't find it among the prophets, the priests, the princes, even the people in general. And our sermon surrounded verse 30. is great statement, God says, I searched for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand in the gap before me. That's what we're talking about, standing in the gap. So God was looking. And what God was wanting is the idea that somebody was going to do what was right. And if somebody would do what's right, God may stop or or turn his wrath that was going to come. But as that verse ends, it says, Uh, I found no one. There was no one. And that disappointment would lead to uh, the nation being taken away in captivity and things coming apart. And, and so from our lesson, uh, the major points we talked about is, first of all, there's, there's no one else that can save us but Jesus. That's just the reality of the Bible. You cannot be good enough. You cannot do enough deeds. You cannot give enough money. Uh, we all have to have Jesus if we're going to go to heaven. It has to be on Jesus' term. But then we took that phrase, finding or looking for someone to stand in the gap, and the two main areas we talked about was the home and the church and that somebody needs to stand up to be what's righteous in our families. Someone needs to be the leader, and God points that to the husbands. That's, that's the role of the man in the family, to lead his family to heaven. But then we talked about that in the church and, and the many different roles that we can play. But so oftentimes people are kind of sitting on the sidelines and not doing much, and that phrase keeps coming back, I search for a man to stand in the gap but I found no one. And so that's kind of what we talked about, and it's there on our website. And we encourage you to go back and look at it if you would like to learn some more things about that.
0: I would so. definitely encourage all of our listeners to do that. I, I found it very encouraging, very challenging, uh, very relevant to where we are. Uh, you talked in in the heart of the sermon about there are global storms, there are national storms, family storms personal storms, but the time to plug the holes, if you will, stand in the gap, address what's lacking is not when the rain starts falling and the floods start rising. This is a call to realize we live in serious and sober times, and the time to prepare is now. If you are a husband and a father and you have not listened or watched this sermon, I would most certainly encourage you to do that. If you're a mother, if you are a member of a local church, uh, Roger, you uh, shared, I, I thought, in a very, very heartfelt way on Sunday morning just how often we are hearing of churches really all over the country, all over the world that are hurting uh, hurting for preachers hurting for leadership hurting just for volunteers on on the most basic of everyday levels this is the reality that many are facing in 2022, and I I found this to be a particularly stirring challenge. But one of the uh, analogies that I really thought would be good to dive into here in the middle of the week, toward the end of the sermon, uh, you used this basic comparison contrast between a battleship and a cruise ship. Why don't you introduce that, and then I've got just some basic thoughts that we can explore along those lines.
1: Well, you know, a lot of us have been on cruise ships before most of us have an understanding what what that means if if you've never been on one we you sign up you take one when you go on vacation whether it's uh one of the famous cruise ship lines a disney cruise ship lines but you do that for pleasure and you get on that cruise ship and you become uh, a passenger and you have the staff there to serve you and they come and do do whatever you want them to do and and you just enjoy the ride there's no Uh, No other obligations on your part other than just to pig out, eat the food, have a good time. A battleship is totally a different concept. No one signs up on the battleship just for a joyride. This is an instrument of our government. It's an instrument of our military. And it's all hands on deck, as I put in the sermon there. Everyone has a function. Everyone's supposed to do something. And, And the analogy was, I think a lot of folks look at the church today like a cruise ship. And when people first come in, they'll start asking those questions. What will your church do for my teens? What do you, what all, you know, what programs does your church have? Does your church do this? Does your church do that? And it's like, I'm sitting back enjoying this ride and this church has better serve me. Well, what I wanted to get across was that's not what we find in our Bible. And, in fact, in the book of Ephesians, where where we went to at that point in chapter 4, we'll just look at one verse, and we, we talked about verses 11 through 16, but just looking at verse 16 alone, it says from the who from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. And there there he uses two key expressions. Every joint supplies each part working. Now if you to raise a hood in your car and you may not know much about engines, but you raise your <laughs> hood in your car and you get a wrench and you start Pulling out screws and bolts and you start throwing them on your floor, driveway floor and you just do that a few times and then you try to start your car. Guess what? It's going to make a funny noise or it won't even start at all. Every part is necessary. Every part's there for a reason. So it is with the church. And so the church works the best when we're all functioning. Now, we don't all do the same thing, nor should we all do the same thing. But there's none of us that says, I have nothing to do. There's nothing I can supply. Ephesians 4 says otherwise. And so from that, we got this idea. Are we on a pleasure trip here with others serving me or I'm on a battleship on a mission and it's all hands on deck.
0: Yeah, I appreciated that so much. I, that has stuck with me the last couple of days. I've, I've heard it uh, described in a variety of different ways. You know, uh, you think of going into the grocery store. You're just there to get what you want and then to walk out. If you're walking down the aisle and somebody's knocked over a box of cereal and it's just sprayed all over the floor, there are plenty of people who are just going to step right over that, right? Keep walking with the attitude, well, that's not my job. And I'm afraid, just like you, that's the way a whole lot of people look at the local church. But I love this idea of a cruise ship and a battleship. And I thought here in the middle of the week, maybe just thinking a little bit more through that analogy, let's think, okay, captains of the, the different ships. What, what's the difference in your analogy, do you think, between, okay, who's in charge on a cruise ship and who's in charge on a battleship? And what, what difference does that make as far as the way we look at the local
1: church? Well, again, the, the cruise ship, is going. he's going to have a captain, and he's got a, a destination he's going to go to. He wants smooth seas so people won't be thrown up overboard. He, <laughs> he, he, he's, he's got a vacation destination that he's planned. We're going to go to these islands. We're going to go to this place. And that's what he does. And he may be in contact with the ships around him, but but he has nothing really to do with anyone else. It's just yeah. this ship. And that direction,
0: he's there to make life as easy on you as possible.
1: In many ways, you're the boss, right? He's there to serve you, absolutely. And and he'll do that when when uh, you've been on some of these big cruise ships. When you're all in the dining room, sometimes the captain will come out and he'll greet all of you and he'll he'll talk friendly with you and you'll get your picture taken with him. And, and it's all about you making sure you're having a good time. Is this your first cruise? He'll ask you and. If not, what other cruise have you been on? And he'll 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 just, you know, wanna make sure that it's an event that you're not gonna forget. It's all about your happiness. This is your vacation. That's how he's gonna kinda <laughs> look at that. All right, what about the battleship? Battleship is different. The battleship totally different. <laughs> so you've got you've got a captain on that ship also. But he's all connected to a whole system we call the United States Navy, all the way up to the Admiral, the Chief of Staff, which eventually is the president of the United States. And it's not about smooth sailing for you. It's not about vacation places. It's that we're on a destination. We may be doing some war games with other nations. We may be patrolling some seas looking for terrorists. We're, 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 we're on a battle, and it's not about your comfort. Uh, we may go right through some rough waters, and we may go through some dangerous territories. And the reason is we're on a mission, and the mission is bigger than us. The mission is in behalf of our country. So so again, we we start off with two totally different approaches to that. Uh, If you wanted to sign up for a battleship trip, you couldn't do it unless you enlisted in the Navy. And then you're going to find, man, this is not like a cruise ship. (laughs) These rooms aren't nice at all. And the food's not nearly as good. And there's no entertainment like there is on these cruise ships and we're not stopping at these lovely ports where there's all these attractions and all this shopping and and you know there's stores on the cruise ship there's no stores on this battleship it's all about helmets and weapons and getting us places that we're going to engage in the enemy if we have to so so the concept is different and one you just sit back and relax and let them take care of you the other you got a job to do and you have to do it
0: yeah and i don't hear you saying i i don't want anybody to Hear from this conversation. Well, you know, the goal uh, of life in the local church is to be like boot camp where, you know, you are made just as miserable as possible and, and in no way is there any effort to build you up. It's all about breaking you down. That's, that's not what we're talking about. But what we are talking about is a mindset, right? Who is this really about? And maybe with the idea of captain in mind, as you were talking, I thought of Hebrews chapter two and verse 10, where the writer of that letter says, it was fitting that he, speaking of Jesus, for whom and by whom all things exist in bringing many sons to glory should make the founder or the captain of their salvation, perfect through suffering. Jesus is the captain of our vessel, right? Jesus is the king. Jesus is the savior. And in no uncertain terms, he calls us to deny ourselves and follow him. I don't get the sense there's a whole lot of calls to
1: deny oneself on a cruise ship, right? No, in fact in fact you'll hear the other thing and that's indulge yourself. Yeah. That's the concept. So when you go to the dining room on the cruise ship, it's not like, okay, here's a little bit of food. It's a buffet. You eat until you eat until you eat. It's just it's just the endless amount of food. And that's the concept. It's all about what is going to make you happy. You you want a massage, they got that there. You want your nails done, they have that there. You want to hit golf balls off a cruise ship, you got that. You got the you know, you got to move. You got everything. It's all about my happiness. But on the battleship, we're there because we have a mission. Everyone has a part that they have to supply. Whether you're, you know, watching the radar, whether you're running the ship, there, there's millions of little parts on that battleship. And every soldier has that part as he's doing that.
0: Tragically, we see in the 21st century, and of course in centuries before, how various churches have tried to cater to people as if. This is all about you. We're going to find out how you like to worship, what you enjoy, what you don't, what you want for your kids, what you want for yourself and and the people that you would bring here. And we're going to, like a cruise ship, customize this completely with you in mind. The problem is the
1: church was never called to worship me. Right, absolutely. And I think another contrast is when we think about the battleship or the cruise ship it is is all the people on board, yeah. You know what? When you're on a cruise ship, unless you're going with some friends, you don't really care about the other people. I'm not there for them. I'm I'm there for myself, and I'd rather them not even be around me. You know, when I eat, I don't want you know I don't want to have to have a bunch of people around. I just want you know it's just me, just me. And if I want to go do this activity, I want to be just hardly anybody there because I'm not about the other people. When you're on a cruise ship, it's all about you. On the battleship, you're on a team. And every person's important. And from the lowest rank to the highest rank, everyone serves. And everyone has part of that team. And when one team member doesn't do what it's supposed to, it lets down the entire group. Well, there's no team membership on the cruise ship. You're just there for yourself. And again, just a different concept, different mindset, as we think about how we look at life, how we look at the church. Now, Physical cruise ships, nothing wrong with that, okay. But when we look at that idea and we bring that to the church, here I am. What can you do for me? The better question would be, what can you do for us? Yeah. As we think about that concept, yeah. and especially, I mean, I
0: <laughs> tragically, and I know you have stories of your own that you could share. You know, I have witnessed as. Disciples of Jesus walk into an auditorium, and there's a visitor there, first-time guest in that assembly. They have no idea what's going on. They have no idea where to sit. They sit wherever it is that seems most natural to them, and a disciple, perhaps, who has been coming to that auditorium for years and years and years, walks up and looks at that person they've never met before and says, you're in my seat. Yeah, it's a cruise ship mentality, isn't it? it?
1: Is it It is, and that burns my biscuits because number one, we don't have assigned seating exactly. Here, so, <laughs> so just live with it, okay? Yeah, and yeah. But, but but again, it's that idea, and you know, it, if uh, you know we you know shudder the thought, the preacher preaches a little longer than normal. Well, then that means I'm going to get out a little bit later, and I mean, I've even heard people kind of moan if there's going to be a baptism because that means yeah. we're getting out later. I mean, we've lost the concept, and that trickles through how we look at discipleship. You know, I do my Sunday stuff, then I'm done for the week until next Sunday. That's how that's a lot of people look at, and there's nothing else. It's nothing about serving. It's nothing about, look at these people that God has put around me. We are a team. We are a fellowship, and they need my prayers. They need my hands. They need me to do things for them. But when we put those blinders on and the mirror in front of us, all we see is ourself. And that will cripple the church because it's not going to be ready to serve as God wants it to. Yeah, can you imagine on a physical cruise ship, someone has
0: fallen overboard, they are drowning in the middle of the ocean, and all of these measures to save that person are being undertaken, and someone up on the top deck begins to complain that, well, they have a destination to get to, they have an appointment uh, to do this really fun thing, and I don't know why in the world the ship is slowing down, down to save that person down in the water. I mean, how cruel and insensitive and self-centered we would view that person, how much more so when we're talking about that person's soul. Just tell them to swim.
1: <laughs> and that doesn't work. No. That never works. And no. so, uh, so, so what we're trying to get across here is, is the mentality we have as disciples toward the church. And what we're trying to see is it's not about me. It's not about serving me. It's not about worshiping me. It's not about what I get out of it. It's what can I deliver? What? Can, how can I praise my God? How can I put God first? And to understand, we are on a mission, and we are in a war. We're in a war against the world, particularly against Satan. And we need all hands on deck. We need to help those we need to think about the young people who have just finished school and how difficult it is for them. These times are so strange to what a lot of us have, have been grown up and used to. We've got to think about the senior citizen who may be alone and, and are facing some hard health issues in their life, and, and they need help, and the young parent, and, and all, all the different groups within the church, how we need to encourage and be there, and the cruise ship guy, he goes in the room and shut his door, and he doesn't care about anybody else. He doesn't care because it's all about me. That's not what should be in the church.
0: God is searching. A powerful message I would most certainly encourage you to check out in our sermon podcast feed or the video available at charlestownroad.org. Roger, thank you for serving us. In that way. Of course, we're looking forward to this evening, 7 o'clock p.m., to help us grow. You're going to be with adults in the auditorium this evening.
1: Yes, we are continuing this series uh, in the book of Proverbs, talking about how a disciple honors God. And we're going to talk about the righteous life. The word righteousness is used multiple times in the book of Proverbs. And we're just going to take a look at this and kind of, kind of like with Plato, build this person. This is what this person looks like. A righteous person who honors God.
0: In our building blocks track of studies, we've got one more lesson we've been exploring this month or the month of May. Who were the apostles? We'll wrap up that five part series tonight by looking at how they are servants through whom We believe it is a rich study, and we would love to have you in either one of those classes this evening at 7 o'clock p.m. Roger, this Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m.,
1: you've got the opportunity to preach. I do. In fact, I'll be preaching, Lord William, the next two Sunday mornings in a row, and so I'm going to do a little back-to-back little series here. I'm going to talk this Sunday, Lord William, about grace before salvation— And then the following week, we're going to talk about grace after salvation. I think we sometimes think grace stops once we're saved, and we're going to look at both sides of grace as God presented to us in his word. Roger, thanks for
0: joining me today. Thanks to all of you for listening to this week at Charlestown Road. We have much to be thankful for, much to look forward to. We're already looking forward to Sunday, the best day of the week, and we would love to have you come and grow with us.